ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. It's Sunday. You know what that means. Yes, sir. Welcome back to a... Another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Um, this was a, an emotional week in professional wrestling. It really was. Um, and I honestly... I gotta wonder about WWE sometimes. What, what about WWE? I know where you're going, but uh, tell the audience where you're going with this. So, we had... Of course, on Wednesday night, we had the Brody Lee tribute show on AEW. Yes. Um, NXT had their little card at the beginning, you know, in memory of John Huber. We're uh, all had the same thing. Luke Harper. SmackDown did, too. Um, you know, they put all that up there, and then they carried on with their show, like normal. Um, there were a couple of call-outs on Raw. There were a couple of call-outs on SmackDown. Um Raw was really call-out heavy. I will say, Raw was really call-out heavy. They started the show with the, it's Monday, you know what that means. Yeah. Both um, both from the uh, commentary crew and from Drew. Drew McIntyre. Um, Drew also dropped a yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alexa Bliss dropped a yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Xavier did the, the mustache pull and he had lariat. He had uh, an armband on. Yeah, a lot of them had armbands on. But I assume that you're going to the fact that at no point this week did WWE do a ten bell salute. Is that where you At were no heading? Point, that's one of the points I'm I'm heading to. At no point uh, did they do a ten bell salute, and they went ahead with NXT against the uh, the the salute show. Which okay, I, I get it. You what, have what time would you what would you propose kind of that they do on NXT? So. My so last week, right? Mm. Last week or week before last? Man, one of those. TNA or uh, TNT had the uh, the basketball game, yeah. Right. So they postponed AEW until nine o'clock. So we had NXT from seven to nine, and then we had AEW from nine to eleven. Yeah. I'm sure if WWE would have gone to USA Network and said, "Hey, can we postpone?" NXT until 9 o'clock and run 9 to 11, then put it out there as a, hey, everybody, in honor of Luke Harper and what AEW is doing, acknowledge them. Uh, I think it would have said a lot. I can see that. I can also see from a corporate standpoint, WWE didn't have to do anything. Oh, um, I, I fully agree. Hey, I, I think... And I, I, I say that realizing that had they done nothing, mm-hmm. I think the their entire roster would have walked out on them. I do too. I, I think that the, the vitriol that WWE is getting um, from like a lot of the fans over, you didn't do this, and you didn't do that, and you didn't do this, I think it's a little misplaced. Like, I get it. They could have done a little more, but they're also not where he was working. They're not where he was working. I think a lot of that comes off of the fact that, what, three weeks ago, Pat Patterson died. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And Pat Patterson got this enormous send-off on all three shows where they played My Way yep. by Sinatra. And I think that there's a lot of bad feelings around people because a lot of the younger fans have no idea who Pat Patterson is or right. was. Um, and they feel like, well, why did this old guy who never did anything mm-hmm. get the send-off that he got and Brody Lee, Luke Harper, got a card at the beginning of the show? Right. The, the, the WWE did something for Pat Patterson. The wrestlers as a whole did something for Brody Lee. Yeah. Um, I think that, that there's some ignorance there from some of the younger fans on who Pat Patterson is in the... Um, in the grand scheme of the wrestling world. Yes. And and, and his contributions to wrestling oh, overall. Absolutely. And Pat uh, Patterson was diehard WWE for yeah, I mean, just it, about ever. And I'm, I'm not 100% certain... But I'm pretty sure that Pat Patterson was one of Vince's closest friends. Yeah, um, they they made that comment several times. And you know, so yes, of course, Vince is going to use his power mm-hmm. to say goodbye to his friend. Yeah, and and trust and and don't get me wrong, that's fair. Yeah. Pat Patterson deserved what he got. Brody. I don't think Vince ever really saw anything in Brody. He couldn't do a Southern accent. He couldn't do a Southern accent, so it was dismissed. So Vince was thinking, oh, all I need to do is give this guy just a card card and be done with it. Yeah. I don't think that Vince realized how much of a locker room leader. Yep. Because I don't think any of us realized how much of a locker room leader Brody was until the conversations and the the memories have been brought out these last couple weeks. We're going on a week after his death. Yeah. And just over a week today. Big E, Xavier, Alistair Black, not to mention all the people that are in AEW, but still some some bigger names in WWE even are still posting there's this one time where me and Brody were ex blah 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 blah. You know, there's this one thing that Brody did, blah 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 blah. Yeah, I mean this is This is the first time since Benoit that I I can think of that an active major wrestler has passed away. Yeah, you know, um, I think you and I were actually talking about it, and we may mention it last week on the show. Um, Pat Patterson died. Pat Patterson's been, quote-unquote, out of wrestling for some time. He's been in the back, but he's not been on my TV since yeah. the Attitude Era. And even in the last year, he hasn't been working because he's yeah. been retired, essentially. Yep. And so, this is somebody that we just saw in September. Yeah, October. October. His last match was in October. Was they, October? I, I saw, saw it okay. this week. His last match was in October. This is somebody we just saw in a match. Looking fit, healthy, perfect. You know, doing his job. Was a champion. Was a champion. Went out, storyline went out because of his ankle, so we're thinking, okay, he got written off for... Uh, well, and that's even what's come out since, you know, since it is. He, he was not injured. Right. He went out to sell the storyline. Yep. And was riding his bike one day 
and couldn't finish the exercise. I, I guess it was a stationary bike he was riding, working on a, doing a, a doing, excuse me, doing an exercise, and he couldn't finish the exercise. Right. And in the course of two months, his health deteriorated to the point that, according to a comment I saw from Jr. earlier, he was on a ventilator. Yeah. In two months. And did not qualify for a lung transplant. Mm -hmm. He was 41 years old. We talked about this last week. Jason, you're what, 40? I'm 40. I just turned 40 in September. He turned 41 in, uh, I think, November or something like that because it was just recently. He's your age. Yeah. I'm 33. I'll be 34 mm-hmm. in a few months. It's not that far off for me. You know, he's a year younger than my brother is. Yeah. This hits us very hard. Yeah. And this hits this the dude, wrestling world very hard. Because this dude is in the prime, technically the prime of his career. Yeah. At our age. He was going to be. Done. Yeah. He was going to be a TNT, or I'm sorry, not TNT, but a AEW heavyweight champion sometime in the next two years. I guarantee it. Yeah. I guarantee he was going to be the AEW champion. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he was on he was on a course to be the AEW champion. Yeah. And he's just like that. Gone. It's just it, it, Huh. Yeah. Um, before we get dive into what happened this week, um, and before we get any more depressed right. here, uh, Jason, what are we drinking this so week? We are drinking a uh, Cook's Brut Champagne, because okay. this is, of course, the first time we've recorded in the new year. We Happy New of, Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. We thought about it last week, and then we ended up with... Uh, the Glenlivet. Mm-hmm. So we said, you know what? We'll do champagne this week. Yep. And it tastes like champagne. So it, it, there it's champagne. you go. It's bubbly. You know, it tickles it's, the it's, tongue. It's bubbly grape juice, basically, <laughs> that gets you buzzed. You know, mix it with some orange juice and, and, and you know. Actually, um, it's really, it's kind of hard to find, but for New Year's Eve, I mix some with uh, cream de cassis, which is like a blackberry liqueur. Hmm. It was very good. Okay. Very good. Hmm. Um, so, how about we do this? How about we go ahead and hit the hit the shows, run down who won what, where, and why. Okay. Um, so, we'll start with Raw, of course. Okay. We had Keith Lee versus Sheamus, in which Keith Lee won the number one contender spot. Yep. We had The Miz versus Grand Metalik, where Grand Metalik beat The Miz. All right. Which is going to come back later. Yep. We'll talk about that. We have Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke, where Shayna Baszler won. Alexa Bliss demanding a match against Randy Orton, because, sure. As she does that, Randy Detroit's the puppets in the funhouse. Yes. Uh, We had AJ Styles versus Elias, where, of course, AJ Styles wins. Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet, where Mustafa Ali won. Charlotte Flair versus Nia Jax, where Charlotte won. The Hurt Business versus The New Days with 
the Hardy Bros, which is a uh, Jeff, Jeff Hardy, Hardy and Matt Riddle, uh, the Hurt Business one. Then we had the final segment of Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton showdown, their quote unquote match, where Alexa challenged Randy to light her on fire. Yes. So, uh, NXT we had Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, Scott versus Bronson Reed, which Reed wins. Uh, we had Brizengo versus the Grizzled Young Veterans, which of course the Grizzled Young Veterans win. We had Mercedes Martinez um, versus a uh, random Floridian that they found on the the street somewhere. I really <laughs> I missed I missed this girl's name, and and I, I do apologize to her because I know she's trying to have a wrestling career, but yeah. Uh, so of course Mercedes wins. Um, Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunn, where Dunn wins after a excellent match. Uh, Legado del Fantasma versus Lucha House Party, in which Lucha Lucha House Party won. Yeah. Um, Gargano versus Ruff, and uh, this was the last match of the evening. Gargano wins and breaks his curse. Yes. Um. Now, the next show that we would normally go over here at this point is AEW. Yes. I'm just going to say it this way. All of the good guys won. I'm going to change how you said that. All of the, the Dark, Dark Order, Order won. Um, to steal Simon Miller's gimmick from Ups and Downs, he says, I'm not really sure how I can grade this, so what I'm going to do is just give it 100 ups, throw away all the downs, and we're going to talk about it. So we're going to talk about this show actually yeah. in depth uh, as we go. So I'm going to bump on over to SmackDown. Okay. We're... We had, of course, opening segment where uh, Owens and Reigns. Yada, yeah, yada, Reigns comes out, talks about blah, blah, blah. Owens interrupts. Reigns is like, what are you doing? Nobody cares. We had Big E versus Baron Corbin, which became a tag match of Big E and... Uh, uh, who was with him? Apollo. Apollo Crews versus Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin. Then we had the Riot Squad versus Tamina and Natalia, where the Riot Squad won. We had Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair versus Bailey and Carmella, where uh, Carmella and Bailey won. Daniel Bryan and Otis took on Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura, where Daniel Bryan and Otis won. Kevin Owens and Jey Uso. Kevin Owens won, but really did he? Um, and that was SmackDown. Well, it was it was. Owens won the match. Yeah, well, that's why I say it, really did he, because he apparently has spinal contusions and uh, uh, something else was wrong, and, uh, bruising on his kidneys from the after effects of the match. Is that storyline or actual? I don't know, uh, because WWE announced it that he was hurt. So I don't know if they're announcing that as a, oh, it's part of the story, or if they're announcing that it gets him off Kevin TV, Owens lets him come back at hurt. Yeah. It gets him off TV. It lets him come back at the Rumble as a surprise to win the Rumble. It takes him and gives him a WrestleMania moment, beating Reigns at Mania. Mm-hmm. Assuming it's not real. I, I hadn't read right. that or heard that yet. So, yeah. uh, wow. Exactly. That, that's kind of what I thought um, about it. I was like, if if he legit got injured from that, crap, you know? <laughs> Because uh, last night, and I'm going to hit that real quick. Last night on SmackDown, that's the Roman Reigns I wanted to see. Yeah. 
You know, Roman wasn't involved in a match. Jay was. Roman was running the show. Kevin Owens beats the trash out of Jay, handcuffs him up. The whole time he's yelling at Roman, calling Roman out, all this kind of stuff. Kevin Owens is firmly in charge this whole match. Oh, yeah. He Jay got a fr- few, few, you know, offensive control for like a second or two. He is firmly in charge after the match. Beating the hell out of Jey Uso. Shouting out Roman. I would like to say that WWE found a way to have the wrestlers go out into the crowd. Yeah. Even when there's no crowd. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, so. He, he's firmly in charge. He's firmly beating up Jey Uso. And then Roman comes in and jumps him. Then Roman proceeds to beat the crap out of Kevin Owens without Jey Uso's help. Because let's be honest here. Jay really didn't do a whole lot of damage to Kevin throughout the entire match. Yeah. And he's passed out cold on the ground with his arms handcuffed for the majority of the final beatdown. I wouldn't say the majority. He's out for a minute or two. But once Roman finally lays out KO, he looks over and you see him motioning for Jay to climb up. And Jay's already climbing up. And then they spend a good, you know, three minutes five minutes just destroying KO together. Right. So, um, I said last week that I didn't care about Roman Reigns anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that still holds true. I do care about Kevin Owens, though. Exactly. And I like this thing that Kevin Owens is doing. Now, what I would have done is... so. Kevin Owens said he's going to go get a match with Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. He goes to the back. Adam Pierce says, I can't give you a match with Jey Uso. Anybody else on the roster, I can't give you Jay. So he says, okay, I'll take Roman Reigns. Yeah. And you see Adam Pierce just like, crap, I walked into that one, didn't I? Yeah. Because uh, Pierce just says, come on. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. I would have liked for Pierce to have not given Kevin Owens the match. Okay. And then I want Kevin, I want Kevin, I want them to find Jimmy Mm -hmm. just decimated, destroyed his knee completely messed up again in the back. Then I want them to find Paul Heyman laid out bloody, destroyed in the back. Mm -hmm. Then I want them to find Jay destroyed in the back somewhere. This time, right. this time you can see it's Kevin Owens. Yep. I mean, we know it's Kevin Owens the entire time beforehand, but this time we actually see it. Yeah, that would be and awesome. That means that because the whole time Kevin was up there basically saying, "Dude, you're not the head of the table." Mm-hmm. In without fact, he calls him out, he calls without, him a little bitch. Yeah, without Jay, you can't beat me. Yeah, he was saying what we've said. For the past couple of weeks now. So I would have liked for them to basically... Roman's like, dude, I beat you. It's over with. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I would have liked for Kevin to have had to earn, quote unquote, earn Mm -hmm. his next match by pissing Roman off to the point that Roman doesn't have a choice. Yeah. Roman, whose whole thing has been, I come out when I want to come out. Mm -hmm. Well, now he's got to stand up for the family or he is the little bitch. Because his family is all unconscious 
or at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Fair. That would be good. And I think that that would have been better. That, I like what we got. The a la Stone Cold Hunting DX? Yes. I like what we got. Don't get me wrong. I am disappointed that Reigns got the upper hand again. But I like what we got. But I would have liked to have just seen it, just him completely decimate. You know what? Even have Naomi had gotten thrown off of Kevin Owens' shoulder at some point and, and, and be kind of laid up against the wall like how or something, you know? It just make this man who says that he is the head of the table, make him come out and actually have to step up as the head of the table. Yep. Because his family, his tribe... Is done for. Is decimated. Yeah, and, and you're right. You know, take out Jimmy. Take out Paul. You know, those have to go out. Like, this has to be a... It's not just Roman and Jay. Yeah. Anybody in your orbit is fair game at this point. And you don't even have to show him attacking Jimmy. No. Nah. You don't have to show him attacking Paul. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't want to see... I don't want to see Paul Heyman taking bumps. And if Jimmy's still hurt, then, of course, we don't want Jimmy taking bumps either. But there's nothing wrong with... Uh, let's let's throw back to what AEW did last year sometime with the, the roll-down... Uh, yeah. Garage door pressing on uh, Nick. Yeah. Uh, Nick Jackson, you know, and just bl- a pool of blood. It's WWE, so we wouldn't have the pool of blood, but, you it's, know. It's the same concept. Same concept. Jimmy can just, you know, all right, we're going to get under there. We'll push this down on you nicely. Play dead. And action, you know. Play dead or just scream in pain holding your knee. Yeah. Because your surgically repaired knee that you've been out for a year now. That's almost healed. It's almost right? healed is now utterly destroyed again. That, there you go. Find Jimmy in the back with a chair wrapped around his knee and, like, make it look bad. Like, have a part, piece of rebar through the chair so it's, like, it is, quote, you know, mangled yeah. looking. You know, this is something that Jimmy was almost back and ready to go and now he's going to be out for another year. Yeah. Because uh, all the damage that got repaired has just been annihilated. You know, Paul just, you know, I want to see Paul laid out. You know, unresponsive. Like, they're like, Paul, Paul, Paul. Like, slap in his face, the whole thing. Paul doesn't move. Paul doesn't do anything. He is, they're, they're terrified Paul Heyman's dead. You know. Now, hopefully they do something like this in the lead up to Rumble. Yeah, they got a, they got the whole month. I'm assuming at this point that these are storyline injuries, mm-hmm. and that Kevin Owens is going to be facing Roman Reigns in a singles match for the championship at the Rumble. Hopefully, uh, I don't know what stipulation you put on it because they've already done a TLC, they've already done a cage match. Um, I don't know what you put on this. I I don't know where you go from there. I, I don't either. Um, Hell in a Cell? That's the only That's thing I can it. think of. Um, the only other option would be something along the lines of, Roman, if anybody gets involved, you lose. And you lose the title. Yeah. This, is a, this is Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. And if anybody gets involved on your behalf, 
the champion's advantage is gone. Yeah. You know, that would be the only, that would be the only stipulation that I could see that would really make sense. Um, and just have it be an actual match. Yeah. Which actually would carry more weight than anything else at this point. Yep. Um, since we're talking about SmackDown, mm-hmm. Big E did a gator roll. Yeah. Yes, he uh, did. And as soon as I saw that, that was that, e. that's Luke Harper. That's his that's his tribute to uh, to Luke Harper. Big E also dropped a promo earlier where he said that he has traveled the world from Rome to Rochester. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, of course, Brody Lee is from Rochester, um, that he has met all the Amandas and Nolans and everybody around the world, which, of course, John Huber's wife is named Amanda and his youngest son is named Nolan. Yeah. Um, He said one other thing. I don't don't remember. Uh, What was the other one that he dropped? Because he dropped that, he dropped the kids' names, and there was one other thing, and I do not remember what it was now. That he said, but it was a direct, you know, yeah. to Brody Lee um, in his promo before the match that they had. Uh, overall, I thought SmackDown was okay. Yeah. It, it was, there's not a whole lot other than the Roman thing. There's not a whole lot else to talk um, about on it. You know, I guess that they're building up Brian possibly for Rumble. Yeah. Because that's the so. whole thing with his segment was him working with Otis and um, Gable yep. to they were working the hips and, you know, they're making a gay joke the whole time. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it just, there wasn't a whole lot other than that arc, the Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens arc to SmackDown. Um, Sonya Deville made her return. Yeah, by walking down the hallway? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish there. I would have much rather her, rather her come out to a match. Yep. Because literally, she made her return to SmackDown by walking down the hallway. And everybody being like, Ooh. Right. I, I, okay. Whatever. Um I struggled with Raw again this week. Same. The th- it's it's too long. The it three is hours way too long. And you know, there's there's some stuff. The matches, the concepts, the ideas of the matches were good. Like, the, but the, they don't carry any weight. The the only real thing on Raw. So we had the Keith Lee Sheamus match for the number one contender. That started with a, uh, you know, first of all, Drew made his, his call out to, to Brody Lee, um, which we talked about a little bit ago. Yeah. But um, yeah, Sheamus and, and Keith Lee come out, and Keith Lee talked about how, uh, you know, Drew's word means nothing to him anymore because he vouched for Sheamus, and Va- Sheamus turned on him. And Sheamus goes, no, fella. I said I wouldn't turn on you during the match. That was after it was over. And Drew's like, eh, he's kind of got a point. Um, so they have their match for the number one contender, which Keith Lee wins, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. I'm glad they're not blowing up the whole Sheamus, uh, Drew McIntyre thing just yet. I think that that's 
to me, that needs a much slower burn. In fact, I think they need to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, we're on the road to WrestleMania now. The, the road to WrestleMania starts now. So, you know, we're going to be sitting here for the next three months speculating as to what the WrestleMania matches are going to be. Yeah. I could see a Sheamus-Drew mania spot. I could too. But I don't know if that's too soon or not. Sheamus needs some elevation. I could see Sheamus... If they're going to do that, I want Sheamus to win the Rumble. Convincingly. Have Sheamus convincingly win the Rumble... And then from Rumble to Mania, you tell me the story of Sheamus and Drew trying to still be friends, but knowing that Sheamus is coming for the belt. Yeah. Um, I I did not like the Randy Orton Alexa Bliss. I didn't like any of that. It, it just I didn't it, like the there was no stuff. I didn't like the the fact that they cut the show off mid promo. Yeah, uh, the, the, it screams ratings that we're trying to drag ratings up by having these cliffhangers. I know. And this is the it, second week we've done this now, and it's just to me it reeks of. 2001 WCW. Yep. It just... I'm not... I'm not digging it. Like, why is Alexa... Burn me alive too. Burn me alive too. No, she should be like, he's coming back. Yeah. Alexa should be... She should be the dark harbinger of this new... You you didn't kill him, you know. Um... Alexa pours gas over herself, and then the show goes off with Randy striking a match, and Michael Cole screaming, No, Randy, don't do it. Yay. Um, um, we had another um, we, segment we, with Retribution and them interfering in the match. Yeah, and, and forcing, going to force Ricochet to join, and Ricochet Why pulled didn't the... Why did the ref... Because they yeah. interfered blatantly throughout the match. Yes. And at no point in time after the ref saw all of this. Did he throw them out? Did he throw them out? Yep. And then, of course, we had, the, we had the ricochet pulling the classic good guy. You know what? I thought about it. And I will not join Retribution. Yeah. Uh. It was so cheesy. Um, the last thing I really want to talk about on Raw when it comes down to it is the whole Miz thing. Miz loses to Metalik. Then you get this backstage segment of him and Morrison sitting on the stairs, like, oh, shucks, we suck, you know. And uh, Adam Pierce walks up and goes, you know, I thought about it, and uh, you're right. Morrison did cash in the money in the bank. You Only you can do it. Here's your briefcase back. And Miz is like, you're joking me. You're pulling my chain, huh? And Pierce is like, nope. You're still money in the bank. And he sets the briefcase down and walks off, and Miz and Morrison kind of celebrate. So now I need I need this to pay off this way. I need this to pay off with this way, and I may have mentioned this last week. I need 
Morrison to cash in the money in the bank again. Yes. Miz to win and have the title taken from him because Morrison yep. cashed in the money in the bank. I, I need to see that. That's how this has to play out. Yep. Otherwise, what's what the, point? the point? Otherwise, what was the point of any... Uh, first, well, let, let's step back. What was the point of Money in the Bank anyway this year? There wasn't one. Otis wins it. He gets a, starts getting a push. Otis gets the, the case taken away from him. Miz gets it. We have this with Miz. That's the your your comment there is the only way this can end. It's Miz got to in. be Morrison cashing in, Miz winning, having the title stripped from him because Morrison cashed it in, and yep. Miz turning on Morrison. Yeah. Well, you could have it at Rumble, right? We got Keith Lee versus uh, Drew. Keith Lee, I don't. I love Keith Lee to death. I don't think he is quite ready to be the champion. No. Although I am. Glad to see that he is involved in the title picture because especially with the news a few weeks ago of him being sent back to the performance center to work yep. on whatever. I'm glad to see that, okay, maybe Vince is seeing something that we're not because we're just amazed at Keith Lee. Yep. Maybe Vince is seeing some conditioning issues. Yeah. Or or something. I, I it could be. Because it could be. Um, yes, he was sent back there, but he is he's in, the in the main event, event of Raw. So m- maybe there's something there that we're just not seeing because we don't have, you know, we see the camera angles. So here's how you do this, or here's how I see it done. Sheamus wins the Rumble. So we're going to set up Sheamus versus whoever is the champion. Keith Lee versus uh, Drew McIntyre to close the night. Keith Lee loses after just beating the holy hell out of Drew McIntyre. Okay. The Miz is smart this time and doesn't try to make it a triple threat like an idiot. Him and Morrison come running down to the ring. Morrison gives the briefcase to the ref. The ref, in the confusion, call the bell. Miz hits Drew with a a skull-crushing finale, picks him up, hits him with another one, because we got to sell the fact that Drew's still going to, you know, powerful here. So you get two skull-crushing finality. One, two, three. We have a new WWE champion with The Miz. Next Monday night on Raw, Raw opens with The Miz. Miz and Morrison cheering and jumping up and down. I did it, Mom. I'm the champion. He'd probably do Dad because yeah, his you know. dad, yeah. <laughs> Drew McIntyre's music hits. Drew just casually strolls out on the stage, looks back, motions. Adam Pierce comes walking out. And goes... And Adam just looks defeated. Adam just looks like, Jesus, I can't believe I'm having to do this again. Miz, you're not the champion. And Miz just like, what do you mean I'm not the champion? I won. The ref called for the bell. Miz, you're not the champion. Morrison traded in the briefcase again. We went through this last month. You're not the champion. Drew McIntyre is still the champion. Drew goes down. Holds his hand out for the belt. The Miz won't give it to him. So Drew Claymore's Morrison's head off. Because Miz throws Morrison at him to mm-hmm. get away. By the end of the night, McIntyre has his belt back. But the next week, Morrison is just out in the ring. No Miz. And he's laying it out about the fact that, you know, I can't believe you, the Miz would throw me into, you know, blah, blah, blah. All this yeah. After everything I've done for him. The Miz then comes on stage. What do you mean everything you've done for me? You cost me the belt. And there we go. 
Now we have a Miz and Morrison feud to go there. Turns Morrison face because he's Morrison's got to be a face. We turn Morrison face because, I mean, he's got the look of a face. We've got the look. His skill set is face based. Morrison is a face. Yep. Morrison is a face. I don't understand WWE's obsession with trying to present people in manner that they're not. The dude is not a heel. His moveset, his look, everything, not a heel. Yeah. Yes, okay, he could be the arrogant heel when he started 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Whatever it was. And it was Miz and Morrison back then. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, you can't. He's too over with the crowd. Mm Mm-hmm. Pivoting from that, before we move on from Raw, I have one question for you. Yep. Who do you think is going to be the first person to break the master lock? Oh, wait, I'm I'm sorry, the hurt lock. (laughs) I can see your confusion. (laughs) Um. Why do they have to give it a stupid name? Yeah. Like, there's two things here. One, really, who do you think is going to be the first person to break the Hurt Lock? It's got to be... I can see WWE going two ways with this. I can either see them making it somebody like Otis or Keith Lee, you know, some big man that Bobby Bobby Lashley, and they can kind of play it a little bit of, oh, he just couldn't get a good, look, good grasp because mm-hmm. of their, their shoulders or something like that. Or a Dark Horse... You mean somebody like uh, Chad Gable, who he gets it locked in, and Gable just slips out of it. Doesn't break it, but slips out of it. And then in Bobby Lashley's just, oh, my God, confusion, Gable rolls him up and gets a pin. Yeah. I remember that being a big thing. Who's going to be the first person to break the master lock uh, when Chris Masters was doing And I remember John Cena actually breaking it Mm -hmm. before he was supposed to. Yeah. And – like, the camera clearly catches the hands are not connected right. or anything. And then they, like, quickly lock it back in when yep. John realizes, oh, crap. <laughs> um, I don't understand why they have to get... It's a full Nelson. Everybody knows what it is. Yeah. Everybody's put it on their little brother at some point. Yeah. The big thing of it is... So, the full Nelson coming from a dude that's jacked like Bobby, it looks... Good. And I, it looks I don't have a great. problem with him yeah. using it. And it looks great on the smaller guys that he can kind of pick up and like ragdoll around. Looks amazing. Is it a finisher though? I don't think so. Uh, Especially the way they've been presenting it to where the full Nelson's not a choke. No. You're not going to pass out, but that's what they've had everybody doing yep. to it. It's, it's just. WWE has this terrible habit of taking non-finishing moves, or what we would consider non-finishing moves, and making them finishing moves. Almost like a throwback to the 80s with like the leg drops and things like that, where Hulk Hogan's leg drop, that was it, game over. Yeah. You know? Um, nowadays, that's not even done. It's just a... Nia Jax uses it, I think. Okay, and I can see Nia using it. It works for her. She uses Um, that and then puts them in the Samoan drop. You get some of the smaller guys doing leg drops and stuff from the top rope, which, okay. But it's not not a finisher. They're not, that's not a move that I see and go, oh crap, here comes the three. Yeah. You know, or WWE's worked hard to get rid of that for the most part. Well, with a few exceptions, there are some finishers that are still heavily protected. But. 
just about all the other ones have been kicked out of multiple times, uh, especially things like uh, the F5 or the attitude adjustment, the Superman punch. You know, you have these things that, oh, my God, he's taking the sixth F5. Really? Yeah. Um, um, let's talk about NXT uh, just real quick. There wasn't a lot to talk about on this show, which... I do want to, the running gag throughout the show. Yeah, the, the curse. The, the Gargano and the curse and bad luck. Yeah. So they come into the building and there's a black cat in front of Gargano's uh, dressing room. Yeah. Gargano freaks out. Yep. Later on in the show, um, Theory mentions the curse. Yeah. Which Gargano freaks out again, grabs whatever it was. The, that, it was the, the Gargano whey protein Okay, the powder. whey protein. I couldn't remember. He throws it and breaks a mirror. Yeah. And then this is right before his match. So he's, he's freaking out, and then he walks underneath a ladder. Yeah. That's just randomly set up for some yep. reason. And Candace stopping Theory from saying something to him. Yeah. I, like, I, I really I laughed. I got it so I, hard. At I, that. I dig how Austin Theory and Indy are like their kids. Yeah. And how they're be, being basically treated as such. What was it that Theory won that they made? Um, one of the NXT year end awards. Theory won it. Yeah. And <laughs> Candace made him share it with Indy. Yeah. <laughs> now share with Indy. Yep. And she grabs it out of his hand and celebrates. <laughs> yes. Um, I, you know what? I love it. Yeah. It was it, it's, amazing. It's good. It's good stuff. I, I, I'm really digging it. Um, otherwise, man, there wasn't a whole lot here. Uh, Damian um, Priest stood up against to Karrion Cross. I actually, the, the Finn Balor, I want to talk about that whole segment. Okay. So Finn Balor's walking out to the ring. He's going to call out Kyle O'Reilly. As he's walking out, Pete Dunn's walking to the back. Mm-hmm. So they face off. They said something to each other, but they didn't quite have the volume up loud enough or something. I didn't quite catch what he said. Then Finn said, you want a shot at the champion, then get in line. Yeah. And he walks out to the ring. He calls out Kyle O'Reilly. They face off. Really good face off between these two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really good promo. Scarlet comes out speaking Russian. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, which Carrion then says TikTok. Yeah. And standing right behind Carrion is Damian Priest. Yeah. This a, is another one of those examples of NXT using the camera mm-hmm. extremely well. Yep. And they fought throughout the arena. Uh, eventually, Carrion puts Priest through a table. Yeah. And both of them are down at that point. And Scarlet's having an orgasm on the equipment that they were just standing on. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's the only, I mean, that's the only thing I can think that she was doing. Cause yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, there wasn't a whole lot to it, which it, I'm glad that there right. wasn't. I'm glad that, I'm glad Vince didn't try to like cr- compete against, you know, by being like, we're going to have a, a, a four-way championship match and, you know, like no. all of this stuff, I'm glad this this was really just a filler episode of NXT. I'm sure that somebody brought up, well, how are we going to get viewers from 
AEW. Speaking and of I, viewers, I would ooh. say that somebody said, "Well, what are we going to do to get viewers from AEW?" And somebody said, "Oh, no, you don't even want to try that. Let's not try that because uh, uh, apparently AEW had uh, what was it uh, like nine hundred and seventy-seven million yeah uh, viewers thousand nine hundred yeah nine hundred seventy-seven thousand. My bad. I yeah, mean, not million. If they cool, got it the million. million. <laughs> uh, yeah, thousand. Um, and NXT's was at like four hundred thousand. Like it, it wasn't even close. You know, most weeks it's at least competitive. It wasn't even close this week. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, let's go on to AEW. Yeah. Uh, now I would like to say that there's some brave folks in WWE. Yeah. Because Twitter was exploding with WWE talent talking about watching yeah. this show. Xavier Wood said he was watching. Uh, Dolph Ziggler said, I guess I'm watching wrestling for the first time in like 10 years. Yeah. Um, um, talking not about NXT, mm-mm. but AEW. You got to think that Vince was furious. Well, you've also got there uh Britt Baker posted a video on her Twitter from New Year's Eve where uh Brody Jr. gave Adam Cole a discus clothesline and pinned him, yeah. and pinned him. Uh, sir, sir, that was a discus discus lariat. lariat. Uh, um, get it get it right. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, you've got all of this this outpouring from all over the wrestling industry yeah. uh, about Brody Lee. And they're not even trying to be like the WWE stars aren't even trying to be quiet about it. Yeah. No, it's, I think Vince knows that he can't do anything. Right. Because I think Vince, I mean, maybe realizes that he's on thin ice. He already a lot of the performers right now. I think so. Cause he already burned a lot of his bridges. I think with, the whole Twitch, yeah, uh, you know, cameo. cameo, all that. I think he, uh, I think he really did a lot of damage to his credibility with the wrestlers. If that, could you imagine if he would have done something like put out a statement that said, and, "None of my, no WWE superstar can comment on." Oh hell no! Oh, the backlash would have been awful because somebody would have leaked it. Yeah, and that would have gotten leaked, and New Day would have been no, we're not wrestling anymore. Uh, yeah, Bray it, Wyatt, Braun Strowman, they'd have been like, nope, we're out. I saw a couple things, a couple articles that popped up recently. One, AJ Styles said that he had a meeting with Vince, and it was determined that AJ right now is WWE's intellectual property, mm-hmm. which I think AJ's just not trying to fight it because AJ's in the – Twilight of his career, he's wanting to make as much money as he can so he can retire and live the rest of his life healthy and happy. Yeah. I can't blame him for that. I wish that he would fight the whole Twitch thing, but I cannot fight him, or I cannot blame him at 43, 44 years old, wherever he is at right now, wanting to cash in yeah, so he can go home. Yeah, I can't blame him for that. The other thing is, apparently there is a bunch of WWE contracts that are up, mm-hmm. or will be up in the very near future. 
and most of them are not signing new contracts right now. Yeah, but there was and also something that said that Vince has moved on from trying to snap up all the talent out there. Yeah, but a lot of them aren't signing new contracts. Why would they? And the contracts that they were offered were significantly lower than what they previously were offered. AEW mm-hmm. is changing the game. Yeah, and AEW can't theore- can't logistically, theoretically, anything out there, or even want to sign everybody. No, you know, but like, l- take for example, if Keith Lee's contract is up, I could see Keith Lee showing up on AEW. Mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler, nah. No, I don't, and I don't think Dolph goes anywhere other than. I don't WWE. think he does either. But I think Dolph, once he leaves WWE, he goes into acting. He goes into yeah, comedy. Maybe, maybe he goes um, backstage at WWE, something like that. Yeah, maybe even I could see him backstage at AEW. I could see him as a producer or something. But I don't see him as an on-screen talent no. anywhere other than no. Uh, um, WWE. But there are there are a bunch of people in WWE that you know you say God, I would love to see them in AEW. I, I just don't think you'll in the near future. We won't see them there. Any of the New Day. No. If they get into an argument over like their contracts or anything like that, I honestly don't see Kofi, Xavier, or Big E showing up in AEW. I could see them showing up in Impact. I could maybe see Big E in I AEW. Big e. I could see Xavier showing up in AEW just because of the, the uh, friendship that he has with like Kenny and things like that. Um, I couldn't see Kofi showing up anywhere. I would see Kofi retiring. Yeah. And I could see Big E going to Impact. I could see Big E going to, like, ROH. New or Japan. New Japan. Um, I don't see Big E going to uh, AEW anytime soon. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but let's uh, let's actually dig into this, this show. So, show starts off with all of the AEW roster on stage for a 10-bell salute. And I like this. There was no... Split like you see in WWE where they try to maintain the heel face yeah. stuff. This no, was these just were, everybody just step out there, find yourself a spot, and stand. Um, everybody was crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tony Khan was in the middle. Khan was in the middle. Uh, everybody else was kind of around. There wasn't this whole like, so we have to put our most important person in the middle. You know, Cody has to be here, you know, that no. type of thing. They were just spread out throughout it. Everybody was crying. And then the show kicked off with John Moxley delivering a recorded promo, uh, talking about his days with Brody, going yeah. back and talking about traveling the world with him in WWE, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, it was a real, real tough promo to watch. Um, this was a very tough show. The whole show was tough. Like, um, I, I, I found myself tearing up a bunch of times. I, I was on the verge of tears several times. I did not tear up until the end and not, we'll, we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll tell you where I teared up the, where, you know, where I like actually like felt tears, you know, yeah. the, you know, watching like the first match, right. Was uh young bucks uh, and Colt Cabana versus Matt now uh, versus Matt Hardy and private party. Yeah. Every match on the show was, Dark Order and somebody yeah. versus somebody else. And the Dark Order were faces this whole night. Let's yeah. not even begin to get yeah. that twisted. The Dark Order were faces the entire night. Yeah. Um. Seeing Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana was crying, and it 
was obvious that he had been crying. Yeah, his eyes were red, and they they even the mentioned they even mentioned that you know you're going to see a lot of red rimmed yeah. eyes. Jericho's I mean, on commentary, and Jericho even you know Jericho was still playing heel on commentary, but he was toned down. He was toned down. He wasn't. He was only really a heel in character when it was the inner circle. Inner circle. And he made a comment about uh, like if you feel like crying, go ahead and cry. It's real emotional. Everybody's going to be crying. You're going to see the you know you're going to see everybody with red rimmed eyes. You know the yeah. whole thing. Um, Colt Cabana gets the pin. Colt Cabana gets the pin. You have at the end of this match, the uh, acclaimed come out like they're going to, uh, you know, cut a promo. Which SEU comes running out, throws them into the ring, and then the Bucks and Colt Cabana beat them up. Yeah. Uh, we got Lance Archer, Stu Grayson, and Evil Uno versus Eddie Kingston and Butcher and the Blade. Lance I love Archer, Lance Archer. I love his gear. Yeah. He came out as Brody Lee. He came out not as Brody Lee. He came out as Luke Harper. Well, yes, it, but it that was, was the, orig- the original Brody Lee on the indie circuit. Okay. That was his look. Okay. Because um, I, I said the same thing. Because somebody said, yeah, he came out looking like Brody Lee. And my thought was, no, that's Luke Harper. And then I saw something on Reddit was talking about it. No, look at these old, the old like promos from like Chikara and things like that, where he was wrestling as Brody Lee, and he was in the blue jeans and the the t shirt, yeah, the wife beater. Um, Lance Archer needs to be a face. He's so much more effective with him as a face. Yeah. Um, this murder hawk monster or whatever they they're calling him, mm-hmm. I, I just I don't care. I mean, he can still be the murder hawk. He just needs to be a face with it. He's he's so much more effective. Just in this little bit yep. that I saw of him being a face. Um, uh, we after that match, there was a another like interspersed promo thing. Yeah, they saw. did that throughout the yeah. the evening. Cash Wheeler, Arn Anderson, Colt Cabana, uh, Bryce Rimsberg, they all talked about their dealings with with Brody Lee. After that, we got a Hangman Page, uh, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver versus MJF, Santana, and Ortiz. This is the match where I lost it. I I held it you, you through this it. match, but it was very tough, especially there at the end. So, first of all, John Silver comes down in the Exalted One Brody Lee outfit gear, yeah. gear that was bought for him by Brody Lee for BTE. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had plans for some segments that were going to go on. This was bought for him. Yeah. Silver obviously been crying. He goes on a tear in this match. Yeah. Um. You end up at towards the end. MJF gets thrown out of the ring. He goes up. He pulls uh, negative one. Uh, Brody Jr. Yeah. Pulls the Dark Order Creeper mask that he's had on the whole night. He pulls it off of him. Fake spits on it, the whole thing. And uh, Five is standing there by... Yeah, the whole night, that's Five. Yeah. That was Five's job. Five's just to be job there was with, to be there with Brody Jr. Yeah. Five hands him a kendo stick. And when MJF turns around, whack, he gets smoked. MJF then goes on Twitter and tweets out, F that kid. <laughs> um... They get back in the ring a little bit. Then Wardlow gets in the ring and clears out the good guys. And then Rowan 
Eric Redbeard yeah. comes running down, throws Wardlow out of the ring, and chases him to the back. That's where I lost it. Yeah. Because, um, dude, Eric, for, for the greatest majority of knowing Brody Lee, him and Eric Rowan yeah. were a tag team. They were partners. Yeah, and they kept that under wraps. I don't think anybody knew I don't think anybody that uh, Rowan, now known as Eric Redbeard, yeah. um, I don't think anybody knew he was there and him coming out after he came out. This is where I almost lost it, but I, I I didn't after. So, um, silver wins the match with a discus lariat. Yep. Um, then after that silver's just on his hands and knees crying, just sobbing, crying, doesn't even describe. He's sobbing. You can see him shaking. Um, and Reynolds page. They're both like hugging him. Uh, Rowan comes out, helps him to his feet, yeah. and holds up a sign. Yeah, and I got says, I got tears yeah. in my eyes talking about it right now, but it says, you know, goodbye for now, brother. Uh, we'll see, see you soon. see you down the road or yeah, something, something like that. that. Um, and, and Eric Rowan is crying like he's got tears pouring out of his eyes. Now I do want to say we we didn't talk about this a minute ago. Every single match tonight, when the Dark Order made their entrance, mm-hmm. the entire Dark Order with the exception of five, because he was down there yeah. at ringside with negative one, the entire Dark Order walks out. Yeah. And then the people who are in that match come down. Yeah. Um, I will say props to um, Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. He didn't come out to his own music. No. He walked out with the Dark Order. Yes. Um, I will say I think that's the classiest move of the night. Yeah. Uh, I think... You know, the Young Bucks, they had to have their entrance. Yep. Cody had to have his entrance. Yep. I, I, Lance Archer, I, I really like that he walked out with forgot, the Dark Order. We forgot that we got to see the uh, Jake the Snake deliver the short arm clothesline. Yeah. Jake um, got involved. Jake got involved. Um, uh, which Brody had which, been using the short arm clothesline in his matches, too. We were sitting up here, Brady and, and Jay and I, and we're like, is Jake? Jake about to take a bump yeah. and like none of us wanted to see Jake take a bump. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, we're like, Jake's about to take a bump. Cause we thought he was going to yeah. lock in and do the DDT. Yeah. Uh, we saw uh, after this, Eddie Kingston cut a promo where he, he started crying in the middle of a promo Yeah, uh, where he was talking about, you know, his, the independent runs that he'd done with, with Brody Lee and uh, talking to his family. We move to Anna Jay and Taya Conti versus Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. Uh, at one point here, Ta- uh, Anna Jay stops, does the Dark Order thing, does the mustache thing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Britt Baker attacks her from behind because you know heels gonna, heels going to heal. Yeah, I mean they still um, were telling stories in yeah. these matches. They, uh, of course, Anna gets the pin. After the pin, and they get out of the ring. Uh, Tony Schiavone does an interview with Britt Baker, and Britt Baker calls it a rig. It's nothing big but rig. a big rig, which is, of course, Brody Lee's uh, yeah, nickname on the circuit. Um, and then Thunder Rosa comes down and attacks Britt Baker. Um, we get uh, Team Taz. This was the number. This was the negative one booked match. Okay. Um. The rest of the match here, Tony Khan wrote Tuesday night. Mm. Everything else. This match was Brody Jr.'s three favorite wrestlers, 10 
uh, Cody Rhodes and Orange Cassidy versus Team Taz. Okay. Um, I, I kind of mentioned it a minute ago. I'm a little disappointed that Cody came out to his full entrance. I am too. Like when that, that happened, I was sitting at the house watching tone death. this. Uh, I was watching at the house, and when that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, Cody going to Cody. Yeah, I, I, I wish Cody would have come out to Brody Lee's entrance. But then that might have even been seen as even more. Yeah, no, I think, honestly, I think the only entrances we should have gotten from the good guys is Dark Order. Yeah. The Dark Order right. with everybody else filing in behind the Dark Order. Um, but it is what it is. The match happened. Um, we get our match. Um, ten took, you know, the Cassidy, Cody, and Ten all took turns hitting their finishers uh, to get the win. They threw up the dark, uh, dark order sign. Team Taz comes back and tries to get revenge. The lights go out. Darby Allen walks out. Yep. Because Darby Allen now has the power to turn the lights off. Yeah. It's all the fiend. <laughs> uh, Darby kind of walks out from a door. Yeah. He, well, he and, walks out from the door that, like, Moxley and, and yeah. all have come out before. He steps down the, the ramp a little bit. The lights go out again. Mm-hmm. They come back up, and you see Sting walk out from the door. Yeah. Like, Sting comes out. Um, and Jericho has a great, how dare he bring a baseball bat? He knows that's my thing. <laughs> um, I, of course, they head to the ring and yeah. everybody vanishes. Yeah. Then we go into the last segment of the evening. And, and this yeah, is I the segment where I broke. This is the segment where I broke. Um, you know, when we were up here, and I, I can't speak for anybody else that was up here the other night if they broke or not. Mm-hmm. But it got very quiet up here. And you know that it's never yeah. quiet. We had Amanda, which is Brody Lee's wife, uh, Tin, Cody, Tony Khan, and Native One. Yeah, They come out to the ring, and Amanda... So- Hands. You see Amanda carrying. She's carrying something. Carrying the boots. No, you can see it's yeah. the boots. And I, I said, they're going to leave his boots in the ring yep. as, as they're walking down. Yep. And they get in the ring. And Amanda, who's at this point still holding it together, yeah. hands the boots to negative one. Yep. Who sets them down. And then she just turns to ten, and she is she sobbing it. into his shoulder. And then um, Cody puts a purple bandana over the boots. Yeah. Um, Tony Khan, and and this whole time I, I just got yeah, a tear right. streaking. Um, Tony so, Khan takes the TNT title. Yep. Which Darby didn't have on him when he no, came Darby out. had the title out. Did he? Yeah. I, I, I wanted to swear he didn't because I thought I. It was I felt like Why I didn't did. he have the belt? I, I felt like I remembered seeing the belt, but maybe not. Maybe I'm misremembering. Uh, maybe I mistook the skateboard for the belt. Yeah. Um. Tony takes the title, the TNT title, 
and says, here you go. Yeah. You are the TNT champion for life. And we are retiring this belt. Yes. Which is the belt that Brody Lee debuted. Yeah. Because um, it's the it's the finished belt. Yeah. And they clarified later that they're not retiring the TNT championship. Yeah, they're redesigning it. They're going to redesign the belt. That was hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, he, he hands negative one the belt. Then Cody helps him put it on his shoulder. Um, then you see uh, Brody Jr. breaks down at that point. He starts crying. And that's kind of where they go off the air. Um, it was... The show was rough to watch. It was. Uh, it was fantastic, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... I don't see how they can make the Dark Order heels at this point. I don't, I don't think they try to. Even though this was, you know, technically out of, out of kayfabe, as it were, I don't see how you can make the Dark Order heels at this point. I don't, I don't think they try I mean, to. They're already over as hell as faces from BTE. They, oh, yeah. I, I think they realize that the Dark Order is a face team. Yeah. Um, We've talked a little bit about who or how do they go forward with a leader. And I think it was you or maybe it was Jay that said, just don't put a leader in there for now. Uh, Six months from now, yeah, have somebody have a storyline where somebody wants to take over and and guide them in a direction. Yeah. Um, Um, But at most, and the only way I could see it, and even then I'm not exactly sure I'd want to see it, would be something like Eric Redbeard showing up and saying, "I don't, I don't want to see him as a leader." Though. But I kind of don't want to see it, you know. Yeah. Um, um, if if Redbeard shows up, which right now this was just a one-off appearance. Yeah, this was a one-off. There's no um, contract or anything like that signed. If, if he does show up, which I think that he could be successful yeah. in there, he's such a big guy. Yes. I don't want him to have anything to do with Dark Order. Yeah. Um. Because that's one of Harper's or, or Brody Lee's mm-hmm. issues is not with Rowan, mm-hmm. but he couldn't get away. They couldn't get away from each other to be successful yes. on their own. Yes. And I think if you put him in the Dark Order position. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, and it's just stomping on his grave. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um Um, 2020 sucked. Yeah. Yeah. We lost a lot of people with, with, you know, real quick. That said, um, pro wrestling tees. I don't know if it's still going on, but they were doing a sale that all of the proceeds, I think it may have ended already, but all the proceeds of any Brody Lee merchandise that was purchased, Mm. uh, was the proceeds were going to his family. I ordered a couple shirts. I think you ordered I one. I ordered a shirt. Uh, Brady ordered one. I know that uh, AEW Shop had a Brody Lee shirt. They had a, they had a, a special celebration, uh, celebration of, life of Life shirt. That all the that, proceeds were going to Amanda and, yeah. and, and Brody. And shattered records for pro wrestling tees. Brody Lee was the number one selling uh, wrestler mm-hmm. on pro wrestling tees for the year of 2020. Yeah. In the last week. 
So, pretty ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous. We lost a lot of great wrestlers yeah. last year. Um, we hope this year is better. Yeah. Uh, sadly, I, to, to put this on a down note, I guess, I don't know if it will be when it comes to those. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't know if it will be when it comes to the wrestlers that you and I grew up on. Yes. Because we got to think here. Those guys are into their 60s and 70s now. Their bodies are destroyed. And wrestlers don't usually live very long. Yeah. So, um, we can definitely hope that it's better, though. And hopefully we don't see more of the the younger, the, the Brody Lees, the Owen yeah. Hart, the, you know cut down in their prime types. I want to want to say a few more things before we go into our sure wrap up. I'm just as curious as everybody else as to what killed Brody. I I, I would love to know what happened that this supposedly healthy individual mm-hmm. went out that quickly. I don't have the right to know unless his family decides they want to tell us. Yes. I'm I'm a And I'm not going to pressure the family. I'm not going to go on Twitter or go on Facebook. Amanda needs to tell us she's she's being, you know, intransparent. She needs to be transparent. No. Yeah. Well, you you yeah. don't have the right to know. Um what was his name? Michael uh Mitchell Brian Mitchell I think, I think so. From pro wrestling, from pro wrestling torch. torch. Yeah, this dude has been a a uh, journalist for pro wrestling torch. We use that word loosely, very loosely, for like thirty years. He had, according to Wade Keller, who's the the owner of Pro Wrestling Torch. This guy has had the right to post articles without editorial, com- you know, editorial mm-hmm. uh, overlook and that kind of stuff. For years, because of the the long term tenure that he has, tenure trust, um, and then he posts a thing saying that uh, them saying that it's a non COVID related lung thing that sounds fishy. He thinks it's a cover up. You know, it's a conspiracy. They need to tell what's going on. Who cares? On. One, who cares? The dude, Brody Lee's gone. His family is destroyed. His friends across the industry are destroyed. Yeah. Because just because we know why he died isn't going to make any difference. Yeah. He was immediately sacked. Uh, Wade Keller put out a huge apology. You know, hey, I don't know what got into him. I don't know why he's done this. He's been fired. He's no longer associated with Pro Wrestling Torch. You know, the whole thing. Yeah. Then we find out today, Disco Inferno, and, and you're, you're very well uh, okay to say who? Because, yeah, uh, <laughs> he was a footnote in history. Yeah. Puts out something similar about that Amanda owes it to the fans to say what happened. No, she doesn't. No. Her husband is dead. And Brody was extremely He was extremely private, private. as as a person. Uh John. I mean yeah, let me take it away from Brody. Yeah, John. John was a extremely private individual who only put out what he needed to put out for his job. I'm okay if I never know what killed Brody. Yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. You and I watch him, have watched him every week on, on wrestling, whether mm-hmm. he was in WWE, whether he was in yeah. AEW. 
whenever he was on TV, we watched Luke Harper, Brody Lee, the exalted yeah. one. And you know, we were but, fans. We're yeah, we were fans. fans of this dude. WWE I, missed several opportunities. With yeah. This is a guy who put on an amazing match, and I feel like it was at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental title mm-hmm. with Dolph Ziggler. Yes. Uh, how WWE did not do more with this guy, I mm-hmm. will never understand. And let me be clear. I don't know John Huber. Yeah. I've I never met him. I never even shook his hand. He never... Uh, he was at Mobile when we went one year for a, uh, a house show. The White family was there, and he was there. The closest I saw him was from three rows back as he walked down the uh, the ramp with yeah. uh, Bray and Rowan. Yeah. I've never even talked to the dude. I'm just a fan. There is I have no right to know anything, anything about him other than his entertainment value on TV and the fact that he has left a lot of friends and family just devastated yeah. from this. It's not my position to ask. It's not my position to know. Now, if Amanda comes out next week on Instagram or Twitter and gives a, a full rundown of what happened and this is what it was and this is what it's going on, that's fine. I'll definitely read it. I would like to know, but it's not my place to know or yeah. to bug somebody to tell me. If if I never find out, I will be, I will okay. be okay. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Um, want to say a big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi for letting us use the space. They've got a lot of great games here. Come check them out. Um, and while you're here, head on over to Big Dog Liquor uh, here in Goshen as well. Uh, run by there. Get something good to drink. That's where we got the champagne that we're drinking tonight. Uh, he's got a huge selection of wines, of liquor, of basically you name it. He's probably got it in there can order it at a very reasonable price. Uh, so, yeah, get you a board yeah. game here at McNarm. Go get you a bottle of something at uh, Big Dog. Head home and have a good night. Yep. Um, With that being said, we're going to say cheers. Yep. We're going to head out. And uh, just one final time, it's Sunday. You know what that means.